welcome to None of This Is Real. It's a podcast. It's a, it's it's about um weird stuff and mysterious stuff. If you're into it, I mean, if, if you're into that sort of thing, if you like it, I'm I'm Doomsday Domini. I'm Sarah Sinkhole, sinking in my hole. I'm spiritually prepping for doomsday. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that, in that voice. Just like that. Just like that. Did you have a good international podcast day? I did. I listened to podcasts, and then I made a silly live video with you, so it was great. Happy belated International Podcast Day, everybody. It was yesterday as we record this, which means it'll be a week from now. Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) And it's also the first day of October. Woo! Spooky. I'm ready to get spooky. I'm ready to get spooky, too. Um... Speaking of spooky, did anything weird or mysterious happen to you this last couple weeks? Um, hmm. Let's see. I had a couple things I was thinking about telling you, but okay, I'll tell you about. We were driving down the road, going to Charlotte, and it was just me and Lauren. And you ever, do you ever, you know, the sun rays, the beams of sun that come down through the clouds, like ah. Yes. Do you know they're called crepuscular rays? That's I the other name for not them. know that. Yeah. <laughs> so romantic I think, sounding. I, think, I know. Lauren told me that. And I was like, you've ruined sunbeams because now it's crepuscular. What is that? I hate it. That sounds like you have an infection. <laughs> I have a crepuscular spot right here on my butt cheek. Ew, that's disgusting. <laughs> um. Anyway, so I look up in the sky and... It's not a, a ray of sun coming down. It's not a beam. It is a shadow. It is one beam of shadow. And it was so clear and, like, obvious. And it wasn't as if there were other beams of light or any clouds or anything. It was just, like, one little cloud making this straight beam of shadow down to the earth. Whoa. It, and... So I looked up what the heck that would be called. And there are rays that are called anti-crepuscular, but it wasn't that... <laughs> It wasn't an anti-crepuscular ray. <laughs> that sounds so science science fiction. I know, doesn't it? I'm going to shoot you with my anti-crepuscular ray. <laughs> anyway, so I just, you know, the whole time was like looking down, like, where is that falling? Where is that shadow falling? Something bad is happening right there right now. <laughs> Maybe it was. We should look at the news from that day. <laughs> It was really cool looking and a little bit like spooky. It looked like something from a from a sci-fi movie. Creepy. Ooh. Yeah. So I guess it was just a shadow of a cloud that was really clear. There's no gross name for it, unfortunately. <laughs> Darn it. That sounds really spooky and I maybe I'll see one one day. So what what spooky thing are you going to tell me about? It's so the weird thing I have is not spooky. But it's weird in, like, the most joyous, happiest way ever. Oh, that's a happy weird. It's happy weird because uh, on a previous episode, you had told me about the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Yes, Tactical Frivolity. Tactical Frivolity. And I met some of them. Oh, that's awesome. I was, and I'd already texted you about this, but I'll tell it for the turkey buzzards. Um, I was at the Blue Ridge Pride Festival, and it was such a cool festival. Um, it was just like, it was about 20,000 people, I think. That's what they wow, estimated awesome. that came through. 
And there was music and performers and drag shows all day long. And everybody was like dressed how they wanted to dress and, you know, flying whichever flag they identified with. And it was just so cool. So I met um, a couple of sisters and one of them was named Sister Ima Eloise Listening. So like, I love that so much. <laughs> I'm always listening. I, it was so sweet. I, like I wanted to cry. <laughs> it's precious. I did cry. I cried a little bit throughout the day because it was so sweet. And then at one point I was I was vending, so I was at my booth looking out at everybody and. At one point, I just saw a bunch of the sisters like posing and taking pictures with fans, I guess, or just people who wanted pictures with them. And there was this I'd be really so beautiful, many pictures. like uplifting music playing from the stage. <laughs> just like <laughs> standing there crying. I'm just crying cool. over here. Don't mind me. Yeah. Happy so weird was... tears. That's awesome. I didn't see any sisters at Greensboro Pride. But it was a glorious occasion with lots of, and it was the same day as Comic Con, and there was so there was lots of overlap between Comic Con and Pride, which was oh, so amazing. <laughs> it made for even better uh, visuals. Everybody was in some form of celebratory costume or cosplay or something. So yeah, yeah Le- uh, Lauren and Levon rode their bikes up there, and I didn't feel like riding my bike, so I drove. Sorry, sorry, and. Um, mm-hmm. They called me to see where I was, and Levon was yelling into the phone, Mama, get up here! There's drag queens! <laughs> <laughs> he knows you so well. Uh-huh. And it was. It was glorious. That was the day after Bigfoot Fest. So it was Bigfoot Festival, and then the very next day was Pride and Comic-Con. And Le- Levon wrote in his journal, was what we're doing for homeschool is writing in journal every morning, he wrote, I make him write three things he's grateful for. And that Monday he wrote, I am grateful for Bigfoot, Pride, and Comic-Con. And I was like, I'm so proud of my baby right now. (laughs) (laughs) You've done a good job. He's an open-minded, sweet little weirdo. Yes. Um, Yeah, there were... So there were sisters here from Greenville, the Greenville sisters, but then I guess there's... uh, a group of sisters here called the Beer City Sisters. Yeah, that, I have heard of the Beer City Sisters. And yeah. I would assume, yeah, that Asheville or maybe Raleigh. I would see Raleigh maybe having a chapter. Although Greensboro, there's a lot of people here. And Charlotte. I think Raleigh must have a chapter because I was looking on Instagram and they had some sisters for okay. the like the Pride Fest there. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Sisters. Shout out to the sisters. You're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we are, as promised today, we are bringing you more Bigfoot. More Bigfoot. More Bigfoot. The people more chanted. Bigfoot. And we said, here it is. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> bad at chanting. That wow. was, I was just, I was not going to say anything, but yeah, you're really bad at chanting. I'm not sure what that was. Here's the Bigfoot. It's here. I have it. I'm an awkward for you. chanter. Okay. So, yeah, last episode we told you all about the Bigfoot Festival and had a couple of interviews. But I bet you've all been wondering this whole entire week, what 
is Bigfoot? Who is Bigfoot? Where does Bigfoot come from? What does it all mean? What does it all mean, y'all? And we're gonna we're gonna tell you. That's what we're gonna do. Yes, definitively, without a doubt, we're gonna we solve the mystery solved, of Bigfoot. We have yes. We I have solved it all. We've we've done all the research there is to do. We've got all the information. We figured it out. You're welcome. You're welcome. And also, we're sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. So sorry, sorry about that chanting that was awful and awkward. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty bad. So what we'll do then today is uh, Sarah and I are both going to talk about one theory that is seems to be the most popular theory among big, Bigfoot investigators, and then we'll each yes. share another theory. Yeah, because last part, John and Doug. Just Doug. Just Doug. Talked about um, their theory the gigantopithecus theory but maybe you've been wondering what the heck and you know not that there's already the whole internet at your fingertips but we're going to tell you (laughs) we're going to tell you what the heck about gigantopithecus yeah you want to hear us tell you right of course so gigantopithecus um i know you did a lot of research about it so uh, maybe we should we could both say our sources i guess Okay, what are your sources? My sources are BFRO.net. Hey, me too. Research organization. Hey, me too. Ah. And Exemplore.com and ARCGIS. I think it's ARCGIS online and an article called, ooh, I don't want to read that yet because it's going to give away my theory. So I'll tell you that later. Oh, okay. One more source. It's a secret. The secret source. Um, okay, so mine, like I said, me too, Bigfoot, Field Researchers Association. My other source, I only have one other source, is a smithsonian.com article called Dig- Did Bigfoot Really Exist? How Gigantopithecus Became Extinct by Aaron Wyman. What, what's up with Gigantopithecus? What is it? What's up with it? Sarah, tell me. It's deal. Well, it's this theory, I guess it's more of a hypothesis than a theory, is called the Bigfoot Giganto Theory. And it supposes that Bigfoots are surviving relatives of the genus Gigantopithecus, which is Latin for giant ape. I just want to make another um, my ex-wife joke, which, (laughs) which is presumed to be extinct. Presumed because presumed i think they're presuming wrong but okay you never know we got a lot of theories to talk about on this one we do we do so um the gigantopithecus was a cousin a giant cousin we all got that one big giant cousin (laughs) at the family reunion but this one is a cousin of the orangutan and apparently it stood more than 10 feet tall and weighed 1200 pounds dang that's a big old cousin so for comparison, I have here um, a big old gorilla is no taller than five foot six and weighs at most four hundred pounds. To give you okay. a little bit of a comparison there, you got anything to add to that? You got any stats on the Gigantopithecus? Oh yeah, from Live Science actually, which is another source that apparently I didn't put in my original sources. That's okay. Live Science said that. Um, a gigantic ape standing 10 feet tall and weighing up to 1,200 pounds lived alongside humans for over a million years, according to a new study, but then they didn't provide a link to the study. So I'm not sure what to make of that one. 
Hmm. Suspicious. Hmm. Slightly suspicious, but I want to believe. That that is your motto. (laughs) (laughs) I want to believe. Slightly suspicious, but I want to believe. Mine's like, I am perpetually suspicious. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where we diverge. That's the only, that's the only way we diverge. Suspicious study. Okay. I think I have a, I have several suspicious uh, things going on in my notes this time. Scientists first learned of Gigantopithecus in 1935, uh uh-oh, when Ralph von Koenigswald, (laughs) a German paleoanthropologist, walked into a pharmacy in Hong Kong and found an unusually large primate molar for sale. (laughs) For sale? In a pharmacy. I'll take uh, one bottle of cocaine and that big old ape tooth. Give me that big old ape tooth. I got a hankering for an ape tooth. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be a nickel. I got a fever and the only prescription is a big old ape ape tooth. tooth. So since then, scientists or since then, researchers have collected hundreds of Gigantopithecus teeth because they were hankering for them. That's awesome. And several jaws in China, Vietnam, and India. Some studies of their remains indicate they probably lived on the ground, so they walked on their fists like orangutans or gorillas, sort of. And their teeth and jaws were so they're so big and. So that indicates they probably had a really tough and fibrous diet, like, and they ate a lot of bamboo. So, and that, one of the theories about why they went extinct is that sometimes bamboo species will experience a mass die-off, which will cause a food shortage. So that's one of the ideas, the theories about why Gigantopithecus went extinct. Because they had them big old teeth, all they could eat was bamboo. Yeah. Then the bamboo died. not a lot of variety. Not a lot. The theory that they are up walking and they have a large brain. Up, up walking? What? Uh, up, up, upright? Is that the word that you might be looking for? Upright. <laughs> I, 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 I was like, is that a new terminology that I It is. Know? I just made up it up because, because my brain is um, mush now because of how many times my child has interrupted us. Okay. So, the theory is that Giganto's large brain and upright walking posture (laughs) would have helped them move around a lot, and then over thousands of years they would have adapted to different climates, um, mostly temperate and mountainous climates, so then they would have been able to tolerate cold temperatures and move through the snow and cross very high mountains to get all the way over here, I guess. All the way to North Kakalaki. All the way here. And there is some physical evidence to indicate that they were, in Asia, they were hunted by Homo erectus. And that is another theory about how they went extinct. They got hunted into extinction by Homo erectus. So you were saying people presume that this is an extinct species. But what if some of them survived and um, evolved to eat something different and, and move around a little bit more? And that's why they came over here. And also that would make them wary of humans, which is why we can't really interact with them or get close to them. Right. They've evolved to be scared of Homo sapien or Homo erectus. Yes, because that makes sense. our ancestors almost killed them. <laughs> 
Also, two thirds of the southeast, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, was covered with river cane, which is pretty much bamboo. So one of the common arguments about um, the Bigfoot theory is that you would have found bones already, right? Why hasn't anybody? Mm-hmm. Why haven't anybody found any bones? Which I think John and Doug both talked about, maybe. Yeah. If it um, wasn't in Doug's interview, we talked to him about it. Yeah, and it was on the information on his table. He had a like a animal bone that had just been cleaned, and then one that had been outside for only like what was like six weeks or something. I can't remember, but it was already to- almost totally deteriorated. Very informative, just Doug is. Yeah, so you wouldn't be finding their bones because they deteriorate in the wild, right? Going along with that, there are very few remains of gigantus, gigantos ever found in Asia, where they should be way more abundant. So tens, tens of thousands of years of their existence in Asia would have produced millions of skeletons. But the entire collection of bones could easily fit in one suitcase. If there were millions of gigantos and only a suitcase full of bones... Same could be said for whatever. Suitcase full of bones is probably the creepiest thing I've said in a minute. <laughs> that is a really good band name or the name of something. A book. It's a good book. Good short Suitcase story. Suitcase full of bones. <sighs> so also bones um, either become fossilized or preserved in like the rarest of circumstances that hardly ever happens. Otherwise, the bones of wild animals will become completely reabsorbed into the biomass which I hope to also do one day, through weathering, decay, and scavenging by other animals and insects. And absorb back. me into the biomass, please. Oh, absorb me. So I have a dark thought here for you. To This is my last little bit about Gigantopithecus and bones. Oh, please. So if wild animal bones did not naturally recycle that way, did not get absorbed into the biomass, we would literally be climbing over piles of bones (laughs) thank you biomass thank you that's the we appreciate you yeah suitcase full of bones and climbing over piles of bones oh bones 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 so there okay well i have a little bit more about gigantopithecus theories as well so one of the articles that i was looking at said that the that Bigfoot advocates as well as informed skeptics, which is you. uh, Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Talking about you. They generally do not believe that a hoax is responsible for the phenomenon of Bigfoot. So a lot of people think like, oh, it's a hoax. Uh, You're full of crap, right? But observations extend back uh, so, so far back in time. If it's a hoax is usually something that is found out in within like 10 20 years or six months or something and or on the person's deathbed when they say i made that picture of the loch ness monster <laughs> yes so we would have known by now if it was a hoax also the patterns among eyewitnesses or ear witnesses are not demographic they are geographic so they're not reported by certain types of people but it's just uh, depends on what area you're in. So this simple pattern suggests an external cause. Oh, my. This must be something other than people making stuff up. So It's a cosmic um, hoax. It's a hoax from God, like dinosaur bones. <laughs> a cosmic hoax. Yeah. <laughs> we figured it out. 
It's just the universe playing a big joke on us. Is Cosmic Hoax going to open up for Suitcase Full of Bones? Because I want to go to that show Mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, they're the opening acts. Regarding the Gigantos, over the past 500,000 years, hominids gradually emerge from the thick forests and begin to organize in more stationary settlements. So the Gigantos remained semi-nomadic in the thick forests, and small families of them were widely dispersed into these forests. And this dispersal provided more reliable foraging and it also made quick and quiet evasion much easier so basically families of gigantos retreated into forests and there they stayed possibly to this day some people think that small giganto families of two to four wandered nomadically through vast forests in usually remote places that sometimes border human settled areas And so after thousands of generations, they developed really amazing uh, evasion and defense mechanisms and behaviors, including night vision abilities. Um, They also developed powerful vocal abilities, and that allowed them to locate and interact with others of their kind. Um, This includes powerfully loud screams and howls that can be heard for miles in the dead of night. So creepy we heard some of those at the bigfoot calling contest <laughs> we did and i posted today on our facebook actually i found an article that was uh someone in kentucky recorded some really strange screaming sounds coming from the woods near their house Ooh, and, and they spooky. think it was a bigfoot we'll have to check it out so yeah they think that th- becoming a little more nocturnal allowed them to avoid um humans over overheating water loss and insects um, All right. Yeah, and I already told you that they thought they were 10 feet tall and 12,000 pounds. So, yeah, if that's true, if the Gigantopithecus theory is true, I would think that they are the, just the survivors, and we think that they became extinct. But really, in reality, some of them survived and evolved. I have, I have one word to say to that. Okay. Coelacanth. Coelacanth. <laughs> That's how I test the microphone. Coelacanth. Let's go get coelacanth tattoos together. I have to get my first tattoo with my sisters. We were supposed to get it when they turned 18, and that was hmm, a hot minute ago. (laughs) You've said that before. I feel like this is becoming an excuse. (laughs) Yes, I don't even have my ears pierced. I can't. That's true. You know, I've told you what happened at the allergist, and I had to get the scratch test on my back. I passed out. Yeah, I passed out and I fell face first off the exam table and chipped my tooth, broke my glasses, cut myself, gave myself a black eye, and I was wearing a paper vest, just like a paper vest and the back was open, and I had this young, mildly attractive doctor, you know, like, way young. I think I was probably 19 when this happened, and so, because I passed out, they had to roll me over on my back, and because these titties cannot be contained, the paper vest had ripped open... And I come to, my mom is crying, sort of hot doctor is looking down at me, and I look sort down, and my doctor. my breasts are out, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I was so confused. Actually, what, I was reading a Stephen King book, and it was Christmas in the book, and as I was passing out, I guess that was my last fading 
a visage of reality was Christmas. So as I was waking up, I was like, oh, it's Christmas. <laughs> I, know, I had this really excited feeling because I thought it was Christmas. And then I looked down and saw the opposite of Christmas, which is your titties are out <laughs> at the doctor's office. That's the opposite of Christmas, if you were ever yeah. wondering. It was terrible. So, so yeah, you don't maybe... want to go get a tattoo with me. So I'm let's to go say. get some henna tattoos then. <laughs> okay, we can do that. <laughs> it's not my fault. It's a genetic thing that has been handed down to me from my grandfather. Okay, we yeah, will sorry. not go to the tattoo parlor together. You and me, it's no. not not a good idea. It's not worth it. <laughs> um. Okay, well, I have a theory. I have another theory about Bigfoot. Would you like to hear it? Oh my God, yes. I can't wait. What is it? Okay, so I will tell you now my other source. It's an article by Luther Erswick called Is Bigfoot a Forest Spirit? <gasps> so is Bigfoot a forest spirit? Let's find out. Oh, man. <laughs> well, the thing is, some people wonder how on earth, like we talked about Gigantopithecus and how big that animal would be. Right. How could that large of a mammal flat out escape official recognition for so long, especially with like all the technology we have, cameras, um, you got like a camera in your pocket all the time, mostly. And right. There's so there's a lot of high powered stuff you can use. Still, no one's really captured a great video or picture they're all blurry they're all very mysterious so this is true so which brings us to the inevitable question what if bigfoot isn't an animal at all what if bigfoot is a forest spirit of some kind whoa dude whoa dude okay hear me out i'm hearing so that would maybe explain why bigfoot has never been properly documented uh it might be because they aren't really there at least not in the way that we are used to that's like me i'm here but i'm not really here (laughs) here but i'm not really can't really document me i'm just like so um in touch with the other dimensions and other realms that like i'm just barely hanging on to this corporeal form (laughs) just barely so there are a lot of Native American legends that are often cited as proof that Sasquatch exists in North America. And many indigenous Bigfoot legends mix the spiritual world with the biological world. And they include accounts of Bigfoot shape-shifting or possessing the powers of invisibility. Ooh. One possible explanation involves elemental spirit entities um elementals are nature spirits that can be classified as either earth water fire and air uh sasquatch bigfoot would be a earth spirit an earth spirit that makes sense so some people believe that elemental spirits are responsible for the legends of fairies gnomes elves and even lake creatures like nessie many believe that elementals are the most ancient and primitive of spirits here from the dawn of time and intertwined with the natural world. I love this idea. So, like, I've heard stories about people getting, like, 
taken or, or like they feel something grab their foot in a lake or something like that and it pulls right. them yep. down and then Ugh, they have to nope. swim to the surface Shh, stop i'll never get in a lake again if you keep talking about it <laughs> okay i'll i'll stop but, i'm already oh, <laughs> so maybe these are elementals grabbing your foot what a jerk yeah, grabbing your foot get yeah. out of here elemental i'm trying to swim in a lake and not be paranoid about everything you're not helping so some belief systems say that elementals are here as guardians, and that fits not only with many um, Native American Bigfoot legends, but also with some modern stories like there are a lot of tales of Bigfoot attacks on campsites or hunters throwing rocks, throwing sticks to chase people out of the woods. And some people think that this is either, like Doug touched on this, that mm-hmm. either yep. the Bigfoot is protecting you or protecting the woods or the the place that they live but so. just to be um clear doug does not believe the bigfoot is a forest spirit no he <laughs> does not believe that at all but he was I don't saying put words in doug's mouth he was saying that it was like they might be it might be a warning yes he did talk about the warning perhaps the bigfoot is a an elemental spirit who protects the forests of the world and if you look at it this way, Bigfoot would be kind of like a deity or um, an entity deserving of respect, not an animal. Well, animals deserve respect, too. Come on. That's true. <laughs> I do believe, you know I believe that. <laughs> I do. I'm just giving you a hard time. And then the word Sasquatch itself comes from the word Sesquak, which in the Halko, hmm, how do you say this? <laughs> this should be fun. Also, while you're trying to figure out how to pronounce that word, I'm just going to point out that if you hear a beeping and a very loud sound, there's some giant truck outside the window because, just like the Globster episode, nobody wants us to finish this Bigfoot episode. I think your your son is an elemental earth spirit that, that is, is in true. cahoots with Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he would be a fire. Uh, a fire element. A fire element. He's, he's yeah. in cahoots. Um. And if you hear a bunch of like banging and and some talking and some other parental noises in the background, that's because my parents are here. And they're also elementals. They're 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 air spirits. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Your dad is a hot air spirit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but tell me you said that. Do it. I love it. Um, how many times has he made fun of my clothing or hair? Every time. That's how many times. <laughs> Every time, all of the times. Yep. So, I believe this word is halco, halcomelum, halcomelum, something like that. I'm sorry. Okay, I you, tried. You're doing great. But that is a language of the Coast Salish Indians, and it means wild man. So the Coast Salish Indians originally lived in the Fraser Valley and other parts of the American Northwest, including parts of Canada. And this is where a lot of Bigfoot sightings take place. And the concept of an, the, the concept of an ape-like man is prevalent in a lot of North American legends, like I said, across the entire um, North American continent, but also a lot of native populations around the world. In total, The Native American tribes of North America have more than 60 different names for Sasquatch, but the word Bigfoot was coined in the late 1950s by the media when a man discovered large footprints in the mud near Bluff Creek in Northern California. So the prints were dismissed as a hoax 
in the early 21st century. But the term stuck and Bigfoot, it's kind of on the nose, but okay. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like Sasquatch. I like Bigfoot. I like Yeti. Mm -hmm. I like all of it. (laughs) I like them all. Like them all. So traditionally, and this is this is all from articles. So if um, this isn't correct, please feel free to correct us. But traditionally, native tribes in the Rockies and the northwestern United States would would view Bigfoot as a physical being, like okay. another human or another animal. But their respect for animals was that as of like wise elders and brothers and it gave them an overwhelming respect for bigfoot you better respect bigfoot how could you not but then there elsewhere in the united states there were different uh native peoples who viewed bigfoot as a being that lived between the spiritual and the physical world so to these people bigfoot uh, would only make his or her presence known when they were delivering a message to the beholder so um, they also thought that this type of appearance would be like a sign of a turn of events or warning of things to come. So maybe if Bigfoot's throwing rocks at you or if you hear a Bigfoot shriek in the woods, it's a sign or a message. I like that idea a lot. Of course you do. Your shoe falls off your foot and you go, oh, what does that mean? <laughs> I do. I know. <laughs> And I am on the other end of the spectrum, like, nothing means anything. Just live your life. (laughs) Your shoe's too big, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I have some some quotes from a book. Um, There's a book called In the Spirit of Crazy Horrors. It's a nonfiction account of the events dramatized by the recent movie Thunderheart. And I don't know how recent it actually is. I haven't heard of it. Have you heard of that Thunderheart. Thunderheart. No. We're going to have to add that to the list of movies. Uh, An author named Peter Mathiason wrote a a nonfiction account of the events in that movie. So he recorded some comments about Bigfoot that were made by traditional Sioux people and some members of other Indian nations. So here's a quote. From uh, Joe flying by, a Lakota man who told Mathiason, I think the big man is a kind of husband of the earth who is wise in the way of anything with its own natural wisdom. Sometimes we say that this one is a kind of reptile from ancient times who can take a big hairy form. We also think he can change into a coyote. Some of the people who saw him did not respect what they were seeing, and they are already gone. What? Is that a threat? (laughs) Respect Hmm, the big thing. Yeah, that is the message of this episode thus far. (laughs) And here's one more quote, and then I'll be done. Um, This is a quote from a Lakota medicine man named Pete Catches. He told Mathiason, There is your big man standing there, ever waiting, ever present, like the coming of a new day. He is both spirit and real being, but he can also glide through the forest like a moose with big antlers, as though the trees weren't there. I know him as my brother. I want him to touch me, just a touch, a blessing, something I could bring home to my sons and grandchildren, that I was there, that I approached him, and he touched me. Is that from uh, Erotica? (laughs) Do we need to start writing Bigfoot Erotica too? (laughs) That already exists. Pretty sure that already exists. We could do so, our own. We could, but I, I'm gonna let's let's finish the globsterotica first. Let's, let's not get too ambitious. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about that forest spirit theory? Is any of that real? 
I think if Bigfoot is real, you know, I'm probably going to lean towards the gigantopithecus scientific explanation. But, you know, we, as by we, I mean humans, have used all kinds of stories to explain things that science also explains yeah. to each their own. I want to believe that Bigfoot's real. I want to be touched by Bigfoot. Not like that, you nasty. Why not? Um, it might be great. It might be great. <laughs> it might be bestiality. <laughs> I've had the time of my life. Uh-uh. Bigfoot touched me inappropriately. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, y'all. Hey, you're supposed to respect the Bigfoot. I feel like you're virgin on disrespect there. That was really towing the, towing the line? No, that's not towing what Towing the line. Bigfooting the, the line. Crossing the line. You are a habitual line stepper. So are you. All right. So are you. What? Tell me your theory. Okay. Well, first, I have a listicle I made for you. Yay! You know I love a listicle. <laughs> and this is, I'm just going to name some theories other than the ones we're focusing on. And you talked about a couple of them in your bit, but I'll just reiterate here. And I have named, I've titled this listicle, and I don't know why, but it's called, Who the Hell Does Bigfoot Think She Is? <laughs> Nine wild theories about that big hairy bitch. What was I doing? <laughs> you need to write listicles for a living. Come on. I guess so. Don't deny it anymore. So I've, I've formed, they're all in the form of a question with a little commentary afterwards. Here we go. Number one, is Bigfoot really a cave person? Ooh, gross, I said. Gross. <laughs> How about an alien? How does that hit you? A giant ground sloth? A future globster? That's hot. Maybe Bigfoot is a Nephilim which is the offspring of human women and fallen angels. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We got, uh, could be a descendant of Cain, like Cain and Abel, because some Mormons are apparently weirder than others. <laughs> or a descendant of Esau, Jacob's older, hairier brother. Also hot. What? Also very hot. And what's with all the biblical references with bigfoot I don't, that's a whole rabbit hole you should definitely go down biblical bigfoot the mormon bigfoot rabbit hole um maybe a shapeshifter she wishes is she invisible what a perv uh, number 10 <laughs> a spiritual being which i guess is similar to a forest spirit i did say some of those things yeah spiritual i said um aren't we all though aren't we all spiritual beings so yes for real, though, for real, though, what I really want to talk about is what if Bigfoot is an interdimensional being? What if? This is oh, my, my God, y'all. What if? Okay, so my theories, my theories, my sources for this theory are an article by Ed Grabianowski on Gizmodo called The Five Strangest Theories About Sasquatch, What's Bigfoot.com, SasquatchChronicles.com, an article from Spangenhelm.com by Njord Kane. Okay. And I also read an article by a friend of the podcast, <laughs> Darren Nash. Um, <laughs> I wish but... Darren Nash was a friend of the podcast. <laughs> Damn, what's up, Darren? <laughs> Darren! But um, that his articles tend to be more evidence science-based, which, which I've written here. Maybe a Bigfoot part three, the science, later on down the road? Are you going to leave... Lauren for Darren Nash. No. In a in a add that um, to the list of a funk band from Harlem, a puppeteer, a Bigfoot uh, investigator, and a paleo 
anthropologist. I'm not sure what he is, actually. Smart guy. No. I think he's probably already got a girlfriend. Probably. It's probably Bigfoot. That's the only reason. (laughs) He's he's taken. Sorry. Anyway, sorry, Lauren. Love you. Bye. Um, Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Anyway. So... The idea is that Bigfoot is a possibly invisible, maybe psychic being from another dimension, y'all. Another dimension. Another dimension. Another dimension. Okay, wow. No. (laughs) All right. So (laughs) this is due to a large number of similarities between paranormal experiences, you know, like ghosts and aliens and shit. Yeah, here's some of the, you know, that kind of shit, including very fast moving objects, strange bright lights, disappearing beings, and the infamous orange orbs. So according to one source, these orange orbs have been reported in nearly every state and are heavier in areas where there are many Bigfoot sightings. Could they be transporter beams, multidimensional, or magnetic portals? Possibly. Some sightings have been accompanied by weird flashes of light in the woods, which could be a portal opening. I don't know, y'all. Think or about Bigfoot it. Bigfoot has a flashlight. Mm-hmm. Or they're just taking pictures for Instagram. Selfies. Mm-hmm. Sometimes his massive footprints just end, right? As if they were walking along and just disappeared. Some people even claim to have seen a Bigfoot vanish into thin air. If I don't witness anything else in my life, can I please just see that? I just need to see that. Please. So another that's another argument for the portal idea, right? Mm-hmm. And apparently to open this portal, they generate a very strange tone. Maybe some of those ones you the were shrieks. talking about. The shrieks. The shrieks open a portal. Listen, if shrieks opened a portal, my seven-year-old would have opened like one on the daily there for... forget terrible twos it's the horrible threes the threes are worse than twos what if there's just portals open all over your house and you don't realize it that explains a lot actually i keep losing (laughs) shit i walk into a room and go how did i get here cats just appear oh my god they won't stop appearing it's a portal okay so either he can go like ah and open a portal or bigfoot are suddenly capable of invisible camouflage that's an option. Another uh-huh. option would be possibly the form that we see with our boring human eyes is not their true form. Hmm. 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 Mm-hmm. Here's a mm-hmm. bit. Here's a bit that sounds like the stone tape idea is that the actual land where the sightings occur could have a strong energy. Like uh, underground, there's a big quartz crystal or something. And so other activities beneath the surface could result in a release of energy that's so great it opens up a time-traveling hole. <laughs> My butthole is a time-traveling hole. Ah, gross! It could even be possible that the Bigfoot species are from an earlier history, right? So it's not a portal to another dimension. It's a time portal. Or we simply are seeing a window open up into another time, and that's we're seeing another time where where Bigfoot existed. I like that. Mm-hmm. I knew you would. You freaky weak, freaky deaky, <laughs> freaky weaky is what I was gonna say. Freaky okay. weaky. So here's a few stories that illustrate this theory a little better than what I'm doing. In a 1997 article in Utah's Deseret News. The vice president of the Canadian Society of Questers, one John Cotton, described Bigfoot as a, quote, hairy angel. 
who comes to our dimension to impart some kind some kind of vital knowledge to shamans. So that is similar to what you were saying, part yeah. of what you were saying. So in that same article, there is a man called Ron Mower who claimed to have seen other dimensional Bigfoots nine times. He warned that there are good and evil Bigfoots. So don't be thinking they're all one-dimensional. Get it? Cha-cha. Okay. <laughs> but they are helpfully color-coded, so don't get upset. If you see a Bigfoot with red eyes, that's a bad one. It is a bad one? Yeah, it is a bad one. What? How? Um, like, what do they do? What's bad? I don't, I don't know. This guy also believes that Bigfoot has teleported himself straight into this guy's house to stalk him. So. That's a little wild there. Grain of salt. Grain of salt about the rest Mm -hmm. of the thing. Another source claims that an entire team of researchers noticed a bright portal or doorway open in the darkness and a large bipedal humanoid, quote, crawled out before quickly vanishing. I don't like crawling. I'm just going to put that out there. If they're Bigfoot, if you're listening, don't crawl when I see you. That's too creepy. Have you ever seen that video of the sloth crawling across like a pavement? No. It's I'll send it to you. I'll tr- maybe I'll put it on the Instagram if you guys want a nightmare. It's the creepiest shit ever. Yeah, so Big well. Bigfoot just up walk, okay? Don't Yeah. Just up don't just crawl. be up walking when I see you, please. <laughs> Jesus. Please be up walking. Mm-hmm. And more articulate than me. That's probably you probably already are. Anyway, so where where the where the researchers saw the portal, it was in the same location that several animals had been um, recently mutilated or simply disappeared. Mm-hmm. These are just stories from the internet. Just add meat to the bone of this theory. Don't 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 question me. Also, a report of a man who saw a similar creature seemingly walk into quote an invisible wall of some kind, and he felt intuitively that it was a portal. And lastly, but maybe not bestly, a story posted to Crypto Mundo, Crypto Mundo, I can't talk, in 2007, made claims about a government research project on Bigfoot. And I read the whole thing, and boy, howdy, it is a doozy. So I'm going to summarize it. Actually, this is a summary from one of the snarkier of my sources. <laughs> um, I'm, and I'm sort of summarizing the summary, and you should go read it. It's batshit crazy. Okay. In the 60s and 70s, Livermore Labs and UC Berkeley captured two Bigfoots, but they escaped through the fourth dimension and wandered the lab for weeks invisibly, scaring the secretaries, who were the only ones who could detect them on account of their natural female sensitivity to the electromagnetic clouds produced by the entities. Finally, the government took all the research notes and is suppressing all Bigfoot information and research. Oh, and Stephen Hawking was there, so. Well, Stephen Hawking was there. <laughs> Seriously, I can't do it justice. You have to read it. I was going to say, if the if you let a Bigfoot loose and they are stalking your office, that's on you. You shouldn't have been experimenting on Bigfoot. That's Why did you do you that? That is, it, yeah, you were asking for it. We so. told you to respect Bigfoot how many times And now? you didn't. Are so you ever going to listen? Never. All right. Well, enough admonishing, admonishing a 60s and 70s research team that may or may not have existed. Okay. Now I'm going to I'm going to talk a little bit about my favorite part which is kind of a joining of our two theories. Yay! Our two theories have come together in the form of an article by a guy I mentioned earlier, Njord Kane. Njord. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Sorry, Njord. Um and it's called Is Bigfoot a troll from Norse folklore? 
<laughs> what is a troll? Njord is waxing poetic here. A troll is a giant that is never entirely in our world, and as such, can never be clearly photographed or videotaped. Any image taken would necessarily be blurry. Even if a troll stood ten foot away, their picture would be an indistinct blur. Our visual perception of trolls depends not only on our optic nerves, but also on how our mind interprets them. Trolls are creatures of our imagination, 90% mental and 10% physical. I feel like that describes me. In our mind, we perceive the troll more clearly than, when, than what is actually present. A troll can best be described as a vibration. And I've got some bullet points of evidence here. Trolls are blurry beings and cannot be clearly photographed. Just like Bigfoot. Never been clearly photographed, right? All right. physical evidence of trolls vanishes. Which is why we don't have any DNA or any other evidence of Bigfoot. Also Because, true. apparently, if you were lucky enough to find a hair sample of a troll, the next morning you would look in your backpack and it would turn out to be a piece of straw instead. <laughs> because our perception of a troll is halfway in our imagination, so would be our perception of evidence. And trolls vanish without a trace. Elusiveness is the signature of the troll. They can dematerialize and coexist in our world, but mostly in another world. Which sounds very much like the idea that Bigfoot is an inter interdimensional being. So I'm going mm -hmm. to go with Bigfoot is an interdimensional forest spirit gigantopithecus. <laughs> yeah. All these things are true. They're all true. They can all be true. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and to end, I am going to quote some lovely thoughts from an article in the High Country News called, Even if Bigfoot isn't real, we still need him. Aww. Aww. By Laura Krantz. Why did my notes just disappear? By Laura Krantz, who is the creator of the wonderful podcast, Wild Thing. Wild Thing. <laughs> Sorry, my oh. notes keep shrinking down to very tiny and I can't read them. Bigfoot is an interdimensional forest spirit that does not want us to talk about them. No, yet again, I'm telling you. Okay. So, cryptozoology, which is, of course, the study of animals whose existence is unproven, shares a common goal with its vaunted academic cousins, conservation. To search for Bigfoot is to identify and protect biodiversity and habitat. And you should read this article because it goes more in depth about that concept, and I love it. That makes me so happy. It's my favorite thing about Bigfoot. As all wild things should, Bigfoot represents possibility and imagination, the tools of human progress. Preach, Sister Laura. Yes. Everybody then, go listen um, to a wild thing. Oh, it's so good. You guys would love it. Okay, After this, so, though. Yes. Yeah, finish this first. So this is the last quote. I spent the last two years chasing a shadow, suspending disbelief to imagine a world wild enough to hold something as extraordinary as Bigfoot. I didn't expect to find the idea of Bigfoot so integral to what it means to be human. But that electric, alive feeling I get when I look at the black wall of wilderness beyond the campfire light, that's Bigfoot. To look at the stars and wonder what's out there, to gaze into the ocean and imagine its depths, to imagine a better future for our planet and come up with solutions, that's Bigfoot too. If we can't imagine something like Bigfoot, if we can only envision the obvious answers, the next data point, we risk being mired in our own limitations. Are you just a little bit about to cry? Yes. How did you, could you tell? 
Yes. <laughs> but I've known you a long time. I was trying to get through it, but I could hear my voice getting a little bit like, Aww. seriously, you're going to cry about Bigfoot now? You're going to cry about Bigfoot science? Yes. Bigfoot and science? Of course. What else would you cry about? I don't know. <laughs> the fact that we might actually record this actual episode. <laughs> we we're might actually there. We're, finish it. We're so close. Just a light at the end of the That's time. really why I'm crying. <laughs> So it's kind oh, of okay. like what Nord said, um, that a troll is a vibration. And she said that Bigfoot is uh, those feelings and like the hope for the future. Yeah. So even so, if you don't, if you, even if you are skeptical about Bigfoot, you should at least support people searching for Bigfoot and other things like that because it is a quest for knowledge, which should always be celebrated. Yes. You never know what you might find out there in the woods. It's true might find something scary though be careful (laughs) i found something scary the other day and we went to a park and i we walked up this little trail and it wasn't really scary just spooked me for a second it was a wooden pulpit you know like a podium i say pulpit because obviously i grew up in church and like rows of wooden pews behind it just in this pine forest it was just pine needles i took some pictures i'll post them please do see how haunted it is so there's spooky shit in the woods but there's also bigfoot so keep go out there and find him find bigfoot all right well i like that interdimensional is any of that real i think that's real yeah i think it's all interconnected really i think because like i said um i've always leaned toward i think that your theory is like the most fun theory but um i've always leaned toward gigantopithecus too it makes the most sense but What I thought of while you were reading some of those quotes was that what if it, okay, it is a giant ape that is from, you know, maybe a descendant of a species that existed long, 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 long ago. Right, right, right. And they developed these skills and either they have advanced um, more than us, like spiritually or psychically, uh-huh. So that they can do, or or they never lost it. Like I sometimes I think humans had more abilities in the past. Like we were able to read minds or something like you know things like that, and, and we lost it. So yeah, what if bigfoots, big feet, sasquatches never lost those abilities, and they are descendants of another species, and they're still here. So they are Gigantopithecus, but like you said, it's all of it. They they can switch dimensions. They can go in and out of portals. They are forest spirits. They are protectors all, of the earth. Bigfoot is everything, is what we're saying. Bigfoot is Forget everything. 42. The answer is Bigfoot. This We should have made this episode 42, but it's 44. Darn it. We're just Oh, off. man. Oh, well. Yeah, well, I so, would I would lean towards the Gigantopithecus, obviously. But, I, I, and, and, you know, like I said earlier, there's always been different ways to understand something until there is a scientific explanation and then sometimes those two things kind of can coexist anyway so yeah stories it's all about stories even if there is a scientific explanation there's always room for more discovery and like adjusting it oh well we just learned this new information now our theory is we're getting added on to that theory or we're going to switch it up a little bit that's why science is so rad. Science and Bigfoot. Okay. Well, on that note, do you want to ask the Magic 8-Ball anything? 
Hmm. Yes, Magic 8-Ball. Is Bigfoot a descendant of the biblical Cain? <laughs> Are some of the weirder Mormons correct? I'm sorry if that sounds insulting to Mormons. You do you. You know, to each his own. But, you know, it's it's out there. Okay, I'm actually typing it in because I just moved and I can't find my magic eight ball y'all so I don't know how I can't promise complete accuracy on this because I don't I don't know where the little magic eight ball is internet magic eight ball but I'm asking the internet magic eight ball so I've typed in the question is Bigfoot a descendant of the biblical Cain okay contacting Oracle it says (laughs) oh is that what happens it says contacting contacting Oracle. Oracle signs point to yes Oh my god. Wow. You heard it here, turkey buzzards. Floored. The Mormons got it right. Got it right. Y'all know y'all know what you're talking about, I guess. No oh shit. I gotta go readjust some shit if that's true. <laughs> I gotta go rethink some things. I gotta go think about stuff for a while. Bye. <laughs> I love you. Oh god. Um alright, y'all. If you have any Bigfoot stories or Anything theories. You wanna, theories. What's your favorite Bigfoot theory? Please tell us. Did we pronounce things wrong? Yes, that's the answer is yes. But if you want to correct us, we could deal with that too. Or anything else, you know. Because like I've said so many times, I'm full of shit. Y'all, we're all full of shit. So, you know. If you remember my song, I'm full of shit and so are you. So are you. So are you. I'm full of shit and so are you. We're all full of shit. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Email us at none of this is real podcast at gmail.com. You can slide into our DMs on Instagram and Facebook. We're also on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Find us, mm-hmm. y'all. Find us. Find us on the internet and talk to us because we're lonely. <laughs> just just out here we're fighting for Bigfoot. We need someone to talk to. Oh, God, you guys, help. Okay. Check out our Patreon rate and review. If you rate and review us, oh, it rate actually... and review. That's great. It makes our hearts grow three sizes each time. It really does. It makes my butt grow, and I'm trying to get one of them big old fat butts. So yeah, yeah. So um, rate and review us. Check out our Patreon. What else? Check it out. I think that's it. We've said all the things. We've said too many things. We've said too many things. Sick of my voice. (laughs) I will only say one more thing, and that is that you don't have to believe any of this. You don't. Nobody's forcing you. Okay, chill. God, but you know, you do have to believe on yourself. Believe all over yourself. Just like rub it in to your, just rub it in there. You make sure it absorbs. Yeah, get that dry patch on your elbow. Real good. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bobby, what is real to you? I think Bigfoot is real because every other part of the world has a, um, has a primate of some sort, but North America doesn't have a primate so i think that sasquatch bigfoot is is probably real or at least was at one point because why would we be the only part of the world i may be wrong one of the few parts of the world doesn't have a primate a native primate nice yeah that's a good point